0: Wedding photographers. Unite. Unite wedding photographers. Welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 23. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical, legend himself, Mr. Neil (laughs) Urban.
1: How you doing, Andy?
0: Neil, what's <laughs> up, man?
1: Not much. How are you doing?
0: Good, man. You're sounding very, very lovely today. Very lovely oh, today.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I've, <laughs> I've had a long, long day, stressful day, um, but I'm, I'm feeling good. It's, it's nice to be on the show and, and talk to you uh, yeah. about the wedding yeah, industry. So-
0: Absolutely, man. I look forward to this uh, every every two weeks. And you know, um, I, it's funny because we don't have the video chat going in our Google Hangouts conversation, but I see that nice, beautiful, smiling photo of you <laughs> um, with your hat on, and you're you're looking good over there, man.
1: Well, uh, I was I was in uh, Florida when that was taken, and I was feeling good. So uh, <laughs> very good. Now it's now it's getting dark at 3 p.m. Uh, we're in November now, in daylight savings time, and all of my photo shoots have to be taken. Um, you know, for sunset we have to plan them at like four o'clock in the afternoon. As to where just a couple months ago we we're at at eight thirty in in the evening. So um, so everything's getting getting changed and getting darker and getting depressing. Yeah, I know,
0: man. I just it was like five. <sighs> yeah. The the clocks were off by an hour. I'm like, and I'm driving home. And there's all this traffic. I'm like, why is there all this traffic right now? Because my clock was wrong. It was actually five forty-five. I thought it was six forty-five. <laughs> it was pitch black at five forty-five. Um, but I'm actually not that the. The sun will change, but I'm actually heading down to Florida mm-hmm. next week for a combination family shoot with some past clients that moved down there, as well as hanging out with some friends. So just for a couple of oh, cool. few days. So that should be. That's actually I got a flight out tomorrow. Uh, how? Oh, ever, really? How am well, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm flying out Thursday? Oh well, well um, when are you flying back? <laughs> um, the following Tuesday. Uh, uh, I have a I have a wedding in Mexico uh, in Puerto Vallarta, and uh, that big hurricane, the monster hurricane was actually headed right towards Puerto Vallarta. So just a couple of weeks ago, we weren't, we weren't sure if the wedding was still going to be on, but luckily, um, the, the hurricane went south and, uh, so we're, we're all good. We're good to go. So, um, okay. well, but yeah, we, we, have a uh, good one coming. come.
0: Good man. I'm flying back Sunday. So I was like, oh, wouldn't that be something if we're on the same flight? <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, listeners, uh, we have a ton of hand-picked information that's relevant to you today. But first, um, if you didn't know, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers.
1: By wedding photographers. Yes, Mr.
0: Urban, thank you very much. And uh, our show goes live on Mondays, most Mondays, anyway, um, every, every other <laughs> Monday. Uh, that's, the, that's the scheduled time, and we're uh, getting in a groove with that. And uh, for your listening and um, edutainment pleasure, um, you know, please also do subscribe in iTunes. Leave us a review there. That's where, uh, that's how other uh, people find out about the show as we're bringing this information to you. Uh, You know, the other thing that I just want to mention, too, is help us help you. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Send all questions to info at wedding Unite, just like Alexandra did. Uh, Alexandra wrote into us uh, earlier today, as a matter of fact, and uh, Mm -hmm. she says, hello, I have really been enjoying your podcast. Podcasts. they are great and informative, and they give me new ideas to try. She has some questions. She says that she does have some questions. She has quite just a few a, questions. Just a few. Uh, we'll, we'll actually try and get through uh, all of these today. Uh, we'll we'll see how the, we'll see how it goes because we may spend a while on, on one or two of them. But let's let's uh, let's bump through a few of them, and then we have a few uh, very good topics to, to get to later today too.
1: Uh, yeah, first- she sent some. Yeah, she sent some good ones. I'm looking forward to getting into it.
0: Yeah, well, let's get into it right now, then. Uh, She says, uh, first, one of her questions is, is "Is it ever okay to liquefy your brides? I never do, but there's two weddings I've recently shot, and I think it might be for the better. Not every photo, just the one arm (laughs) looks bigger than others. Uh, Just the ones where maybe one of the arms looks bigger than the others. She didn't... you know, that's exactly what she wrote there. Um, you know, and I'm going to kind of combine this with her, with another one of the questions that she wrote, because I think they're loosely the same where she says, when you do wedding editing, are you editing the skin in all of them? And how much editing are you doing? I can't seem to get my weddings out as fast as two to three weeks. Well, I, Alexandra, I don't know if you're in the right place as far as I'm concerned because I can't seem to get my weddings out in two to three weeks either. Um, so maybe, maybe Neil will have some thoughts for you on that, but Neil uh, let's take her, let's take her first question there first. And what are your thoughts on that? Is it ever okay to liquefy and what she means by liquefy is going into Adobe Photoshop and, and pushing yeah. body parts around here and there a little bit, that kind of thing. Uh, Neil, is it ever okay? Is it okay to do?
1: I mean, it's okay to a certain extent don't go overboard um it do it is where you can can't even tell uh if it's liquefied or not um i personally i used to um but then i i I, I really stopped it um because i kind of like that real that kind of like real look to it um but i mean if you decide to do it just don't overdo it do do very 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 subtle um, edits as to where it won't give the bride, um, like a, kind of like a complex, may have her say, Oh, to have her look at the images and say, Oh my gosh, it doesn't even look like me. Um, look at other, look at other photographers who just kind of do liquefy and just kind of see how not so good it is. And then you can kind of learn of, of how to, how far not, how, how far to push it and not, and not, um, what do you think Andy uh
0: yeah so as far as I'm concerned my thoughts are similar uh when I edit somebody you know both in when I'm shooting and editing my idea is is I want to make people or sorry not make I want to help people look as good as possible on a good day that's both in the way that I'm shooting and the way that I'm editing and for the images that I do choose to edit um Sometimes, um, just on my select few, and I'm, we'll get to this when we get to mm-hmm. the second part of the second part of this question here. But on the select few that I do choose to edit, if it's the difference between using a photo and not using it, or helping a photo or not, I will in my head help a sister out or help a brother out, is and I will push things, but I will never push things so far that it looks like they're pushed, and it's just a matter of. Say, for example, you're back and you're looking at a photo and you know you could have fixed this chin thing if you were there shooting if you would have had the foresight, which you should be doing first, right? That we should get things as best as we can in the camera, by the way, that we're posing. But if say that, say that a lot of things happen at a wedding and sometimes you don't always have that opportunity or chance or time, right? And if it's the difference of just helping somebody out to help somebody look the, the, the best that they can without changing them, just helping them and I explain this to every client that I have that comes in uh, you know that books me Um, this is basically what I say is like you know I'll help help things out a little bit but there is a line that you can cross and when you cross that line you have gone too far Um, Mm -hmm. and but but helping things out I think is is totally okay as long as you don't cross that line and you and here's the other little thing about that too, what you you mentioned, Neil, about making sure that the that they wouldn't feel self-conscious if they viewed it. If you ever right. do that to an image, if you ever do that, that liquefy thing to an image and say there's a series of five images, do not give them do not give that bride the other five images only give them the one that you slightly lique- liquefied do you yeah. know I, because, you, because it might have just looked like that. And here's the other tip on the liquefy thing um in photoshop when you do do this if you do do it um and by the way that's just a taste thing too right um partly is but it also again part of our job is helping people look as good as possible um i feel and as long as we're not crossing that line um you know that's philosophically where i fall on it anyway but one of just a little tip on actually liquefying itself when you do do it um Go all the way with it where you would want to go, and, what, and not not crazy, but go where you think you might want to go, and then there's this little slider in there that if you pull back that slider to like 50% or 40% or 30%, it'll only give you that 30% so or 50%, and then you can actually see if you really want to go all the way because you can. it's very easy to go too far when you start playing oh, around with that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So you have to be very careful if you decide to do it. And you have to be very tasteful in terms of what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and it should never be to change the way somebody looks, but to help the way somebody looks. That's my thought on it. Any Anything else bouncing? What, any thoughts on that from there?
1: No. Yeah. I usually only do about 15%. You know, just very, very subtle changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and it, it,
0: yeah. Yeah. And you know to get to the uh the second part of the question it's not every one so it's not like we're going to go through and do that to every photo or she says when you're editing do you, are you editing the skin in all of them absolutely not i'm not editing no the way. skin no. in everyone because that would literally take forever
1: right yeah i mean it would take a 2 to 3 week project to and put, you you'll you'll be 2 to 3 months behind if not more if if you're to do every single one of them
0: mm-hmm So it's about being clear with your clients on how many photos you're actually, you are going to take the time to do that, if that's part of your style to do that at all. Some people it isn't. Um, For me, I, I will, again, help people out, but I'll only do it on a certain number of those images. And I will say, when the client is booking, this is the number of images that I do detailed level of edit work to or do creative edits to. And... Uh, just for those images in particular, um, so so it's not all of them. It's just the ones that that matter, or you feel like could use a little extra love to take it to that next step. And always in my style, anyway, like I want to th- I want things still looking natural at the at the end of it. Um, so I don't like to push it too far, but that's just me. Some people do like to push it farther. Some people like to have like a perfectly clear Barbie doll look skin. That's, that is, you know, some people philosophically don't agree with that. Some people philosophically do agree with that. And if that's your style, that's your style. Maybe there's a client for you, you know, but so, but everybody's got a different perspective on that. And, um, and. And you know it depends on where you fall with that. You have to ask yourself where you fall on that, and then um, I think no matter what you do, clearly communicate how you do things, and then so that the client knows, and then also be tasteful about why you're doing what you're doing. Um, I sure. think is part of that. Part of that there. So hopefully that uh, that helps Ashley with the first of a couple questions, and then there's a, there's a couple more here. So. <laughs> um, I'm basically just going to ask because she goes on a little bit. So she just says, how do you deal with rude guests? And she had a situation where somebody like jumped in front of her, that kind of thing, um, uh, you know, and ruined a few shots for her. Um, Mm -hmm. She is in her contract that she's not responsible for it, um, but she still wants to get those shots. So, Neil, how do you deal with rude guests? What do you do?
1: Well, first thing she did the first the first thing correctly is that she put in her contract that she's not responsible for guests interfering uh, but what it also should stay in there is that she has the right to kind of kindly ask the guests who are kind of ruining the shots to step out of the way um and i i would pretty much almost slow down or almost stop um until the until the problem is corrected um, now I, re- I recently had a wedding, just my last wedding that I shot, I had a, uh, uncle Tom, oh, I'm sorry, uncle Bob that, that did this for me. Um, and he, uh, and he was, he's a professional photographer and, um, well, when I was doing portraits with the bride, uh, he just kind of like stepped in the room and he, and he, uh, he introduced himself and he was like, do you mind if I take a couple images without flash during the ceremony? I was like, oh yeah, that's no problem. I was just kind of like in the zone. I was like, yeah, sure. Go do whatever you want first time seeing him. So, but then when I went down to the ceremony and he had more gear than I did, um, my sis, my assistant and myself combined, he had more gear and he was just all over the place. Um, and he was an uncle. Um, and so I just kind of let him do his thing. I mean, he kind of stayed out of our way for quite a bit. Um, but he was, he was all over the place. I mean, he was, he was traveling around the ceremony more than we were. And, um, and then afterwards, uh, during the family portraits, he was shooting right over my shoulder. Um, I work really, really, really fast during this part, so I when, whenever I t- took my shot, I was right in there working with the bride and groom and, and the family members. So I wasn't really worried about him him stealing my shots, especially just for family portraits. I'm, I'm not really um, a hard stickler about those, but then he came outside uh, for the family photo fo- or the photo shoot with the bride and groom. And that's where he was kind of shooting. And I was like, okay, no photos during this, uh, parched cause it's my posing. It's my lighting. Um, and, but he continued to take photos and I only had about 10 minutes to work to do my thing. And, uh, he kind of, he kind of slowed down, but then he was kind of like, he was like a creeper in, in bushes trying to get his shots. And it was, it was very hard to control that. But I, I, I still did my thing because I only had so much time to do it. And then um, later in the night, I, I, I called him aside. I was like, what's, what's your intention here? Because he's, he was, he was all over the place. And I want to make sure that those images that he was creating isn't being used for his business. Um, So I I called him over. I was, you know, I I said, you know, what's your intention? He was like, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm the uncle I'm, I'm here shooting. And I asked him, and what is, is he a professional photographer? He said, yes. And, uh, and he said, well, would you have a problem if I do use this for my, for my, uh, for my business? I said, well, yes, I do. It's, it's in my contract that I have exclusivity over on this wedding. And, and I said, and I was, I was very kind of like on a human level. I said, well, if you're a professional photographer, well, I'd say if you're, I said, as a professional photographer, I'm sure, as you know, that, you know, we do get Uncle Bob's in these weddings, um, and they can hinder our performance. I was like, you know that, right? I was, I, I was just trying to have a casual conversation. And he kind of seemed disturbed that I was actually asking him. Um, but <laughs> after, after a couple more words, uh, which he was not really happy with me, um, uh, he, he kind of understood at at the, at, in the end, uh, he kind of understood where I was coming from and he kind of laid back for us of the night. Um, but, but I got his name and I'm, you know, I am watching his, unfortunately I have to do this, even though where I am right now. Um, I am watching his, you know, his, his business, his website and his, his uh, social media page that, um, he doesn't use any of my posed images. Um, because, the reason why i'm kind of kind of a stickler for that is because if he posts an image and you know family friends saw that you know it's his it's his work his name and then i post an image people might get a little confused that he's with me and vice versa i don't know how good or bad his work is and and people might think that he was the main photographer especially since he was all over the place during his wedding um and yeah, you know, it, it might get a little confused. So it's just be, you know, fun. And after all that, after, <laughs> um, final line is trying, try and have communication and try and talk to these people like real people, um, have a real conversation. Uh, don't just, don't be very, what was it? Hard nosed or, um, uh, you know, don't be a jerk about it. Just,
0: Communicate with them sure. on a on a human level. A and human li- level. Yeah. yeah. And I liked what you said about hey, you pretty much know that, you know, if you're a professional or if you're working towards that, you know that that's not what you're supposed to do, right? Like, you mm-hmm. kind of put the onus yeah. on them to basically, on a he- real human level, to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if not, yeah. then they might realize they have something to, to think about, you know?
1: Right, um, right. But- and, and, and one of the lines I said, you know, I would be like, oh, did you, well, did you at least try and enjoy yourself today? Because, you know, if I was a guest at a wedding, I'd be double-fisted all night. I wouldn't even bring out my phone camera. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was making little, little jokes like that. Just for you know relax buddy you know it's just try and enjoy yourself it's it's your niece's wedding but yeah that's my story hopefully uh hopefully alexandra can uh can learn a little something from that what about you andy anything ted
0: uh i'm just gonna leave it at that for right now because we want to want to crank through alexander's the rest of alexander's questions here we got a few other topics so yeah, sorry
1: I went a little long on that one, but yeah, that's, oh, no. that's my that's, story.
0: No, no, absolutely. That's my um, story, Andy. Absolutely, and you should you should own your story, Neil, like you just did, all right? <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, okay. Qu- question Anyways, moving num- on. Yeah, question number three from Alexandra is, having a blog and a website is a little overwhelming at times. What goes on the blog and what goes on the website? Any advice is how to organize that and not be too repetitive. Mm. Man let's uh let's let's try and keep the neil i want you to answer this one and i want you to do it in 100 yeah 120 (laughs) seconds to 240 seconds go
1: (laughs) oh gosh you know i i hate blogging i absolutely hate it so i put my wife in charge of it i said you know what danielle just go to town do whatever you want with it and she does a really good job with it um so I, I try and keep my website up to date as much as possible. Whenever I, I take a, a beautiful portfolio image, I update it, and then I take an older one down uh, just to kind of keep it refreshed. Uh, but but having a blog, man, I, sh- I should really have my wife on to answer this one because um, what what we kind of do is we, we feel that every image has a story, and she tries to post a, a new image almost every day and write a story about what went on into creating that image. Um, that and that's that's how we do it um, what about you Andy what do you think
0: Uh, yeah I mean everybody's got a different answer to this and that's the thing with this is that you know for me I kind of combine my blog and website together and I'm a terrible blogger I don't I, I'm actually like the example of the photographer you shouldn't be when it comes to blogging because I just don't do it and the only thing I really do blog is literally just photos and I know and that's actually like the worst thing that you can do for SEO and letting people know who you are as a photographer like i know it's just the worst thing and that's actually something that i personally need to improve upon however some people do combine the idea of blogging into the website and that's what I do. I, at least I had the thought of doing that. I do one mm-hmm. blog post a year. It's my, <laughs> it's, it's my best of, you know what I mean? Yearly photos and I write one paragraph and then that's what people can read about me and, <laughs> and everybody who goes to my website gets to read it and I don't have to write things all the time. That I, you mm-hmm. know, Like that's how I handle it. I just get it over with. But I know that there's, there's, you know, for SEO purposes, you actually do want to be writing a little bit more to let people in. Um, you know, I part of part of the thing that I feel like I could be doing is focusing on that a little bit, and then that might help my overall business um, increase at a different kind of level. I just don't. I just don't. I, I I'm I'm too busy editing photos, you know, to be to be writing more. And my voice has actually found more. And I, like this, is why why I wanted to do this podcast because I can talk my ass off, um, but I can't write my ass off. I don't. I, I won't sit there and just write a whole bunch of crap. I just won't do it. You know. Yeah, so. Yeah.
1: But like Um, Alexandra said, I mean, it's, it does get overwhelming and it's almost like a part-time job really. And that's why I put someone else in charge of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you can, um, if you can, but it depends on, you got to pick your battles. You got to figure out what is worth putting your time into. And for some people that really works for them, if that's your style, if you, if you want to find your voice, just, you know, what I hear some Mm -hmm. people say is just every morning to eight o'clock, just sit yourself down and, write a blog post you know this is gonna go actually I want to I'm gonna come back to this later on in one of our topics because uh, I'm just thinking ahead to, to our other topics I'm gonna come back to this a little bit then um, w- about blogging in particular uh, that mm-hmm. said uh, let's get we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get these Alexandra we're gonna get all of them okay so here's what last question from Alexandra and she says I'm um, do you ever use flashes for exits Yes, that's right. Flashes for exits, like as in the bride and groom exiting a church or the exiting at the end of the night. I'm not sure which one she's talking about, but we'll keep going with the rest of this question. This year I've struggled with the dark balloon releases with dark balloon releases and sparklers. Yeah. Sparkler shots at the end of the night. I just ordered Ooh. a pair of pocket wizards for my Nikon flashes. After I heard your podcast on the off brand ones from Amazon, I mentioned the young now flashes and she got the pocket wizards for Nikon. Those are great too. Uh, depends on what your you know, you know, whatever system you use. However, do you use flashes for exits?
1: Neil? I do for, uh, sparklers. I like to use them because you get that pop of flash behind them. Um, I, I use it for, uh, backlight and um so you get that awesome smoke in the air um and then uh usually i have a if you i usually have a video guy standing right next to me and i, I kind of steal his uh video light uh for some fill um right in front of him so and then you get all that uh sparkly stuff around him. so that's kind of like how i do, like to do it
0: yeah it's not a bad idea and for me my answer is it depends you know right and like so many things do at a wedding when you're shooting a wedding somebody venue like it's the same kind of questions like, do you use a flash for a wedding ceremony? You know what I mean? Like my answer is almost never, but sometimes yes. You know what I mean? Like you're in a dark, dingy place and you have to, then yes, you know? Um, But it's the same thing with the the sparklers. If you know that there's a lot of light where they're coming out or there's enough light or sometimes the sparklers are bright enough to not do it or sometimes I'll have a flash set up and then I realize, oh, well, that's way too much light. You know, so it really (laughs) kind of depends on the situation. And I think the more that, I think a lot of people in the beginning or when you're first getting started off are very concerned with these very technical questions on what people do in certain situations. And I yeah. think it's more about when you're flowing in a wedding, right? and Or you're flowing through the certain case scenario. Um, and you be creative on the spot and you use all these tools that you know how to use and bring them in when it's appropriate to bring them in. Sometimes flashes mm-hmm. are good. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's good to use constant light. Sometimes it's not. It really depends on the situation. Um, but you know in a generally speaking i think you answered it in a good way that like yeah it's kind of cool like for uh, maybe for like 60 percent of yours you do them like, like that's what i get when i hear when i hear you answer that question is like yeah most mm-hmm. of the time it's probably not a bad idea to use flashes on the exit you know especially for, for sparklers or if it's dark but like the dark balloon release thing that she mentions like when people release the balloons at the end of the night or if she, i don't know if yeah. she's talking about the oh what do you call those things the the halogen, or not halogen, well, you know, the, the bulbs. Are they balloons? You just call them balloons? What do you call those things? At the end of the night when they when they light them on fire and mm-hmm. they send them all
1: up in the air? Not the, not the Chinese lanterns, are Yes, they? thank you. The yeah. Japanese lanterns? The, yeah, the, the I'm, lanterns? I'm
0: thinking of Chinese lanterns when she says that. Dark balloon releases. What is a dark balloon release? I'm thinking Chinese ah. lanterns when she says that. You know, at the end of the night when they yeah, light the Chinese yeah. lanterns on fire and sometimes and they send them all up in the air? I mean, I've, I like those I, for those I definitely don't use a flash because i I want to oh, capture no, I want to capture the the luminance of the of those bulbs even if everybody else is dark like for right. the, I'll give you a tip on those um for those Chinese lanterns know when it's gonna be sunset and tell them to do it while there's still a little bit of light left because if it's too dark mm-hmm. then all you have is black a black sky <laughs> yeah. against like these Chinese lanterns and they look like crap all right so so <laughs> my tip on the Chinese lanterns is Look at what time sunset is. Look at when it's dusk and tell your bride, say, hey, just so you know, the shot will be like an 11 out of 10 if we go now. But if you go later on, it might be, you know what I mean? It's not might not right. be what you want it to be, you know. So kind of guide them along that. That's my thought with that. But um, Alexandra, I hope that helped. And thank you so much for writing in to Info at Wedding Photographers Unite, just like you, listener, can write into Info at Wedding Photographers Unite and join the conversation. We would rather talk with you rather than at you. Thank you very much, Alexandra yes thank you okay everybody moving on to topic number one responding to inquiries Mm -hmm. um neil the way that this came up for me is in two ways uh way number one was i was actually just listening to a podcast called the sprouting photographer and if you're not listening to the sprouting photographer you should check out the sprouting photographer which is also a great photography podcast often dealing with weddings um and if you just google sprouting photographer uh they will come up and you should check out that podcast with brian and i don't remember the co-host's name but um uh I was listening to those guys and it was a great episode and they were talking about, um, you know, how do you respond to inquiries when you respond to inquiries? And so that came up that way. And then it came up in another way for me as well, because it came up in a, in our local group. Um, We have a, you know, Facebook group in our local group here. Mm -hmm. And I actually actually just want to kind of write what, iggy wrote and iggy has a hi iggy because iggy listens to our podcast what's going on man Uh, he's he's uh written in here before and uh but he also posted this in the group and i just want to go ask put his question out here and just also just read my response and talk a little bit about this because my response is actually totally different from what the guys over at spouting photographer Recommended to their guests. And um, okay. Iggy writes in, and he says, or he didn't write in, he's written in before, but he put this in our local group here. And he's basically said, you know, a possible client emails you and you want to book and shoot. You respond and they have all the information they need and then they never book. Okay. So the client emails you, they have all the info you need, um, you respond and then you hear nothing back from them. Never yeah. never book them. And then he yeah. says this. He says, how do you guys reach out to these possible clients? How many days after they contact you, contact them back? And then phone or email, how many times? Just seeing how everybody handles these situations. And my response after a couple others was this. I said, um, if I give out my info and I don't hear back, I don't contact them back at all. And then I wrote, why? I went, so why don't I do this? Because... Here's my reasons. It's their job to get back to me after they have the info. Two, I don't want to seem pushy at all. Three, an extra thing to keep track of that I literally do not have the time for. Um, And then four, and this is the biggest one for me, I would rather have the clients that make it a priority to get back to me because they truly like my work and are excited to work with me as opposed Mm -hmm. to making a push for clients that are ho-hum about me or my work. That's right. the thing that's more most important to me. in my minds in my mind, it makes my job ten times easier to work with the right kind of client that pursued me instead of the other way around. Um, so that was my response that I had there. And Neil, before I get into some more of my thoughts on this, do you have any mm-hmm. thoughts on my response? Do you have a different opinion? Where do you, what happens if you, know, if, if you have a client that contacts you you don't hear anything back do you contact them back there's not nothing right or wrong with, with either way but I mean what do you do in those situations do you contact them
1: back no never I never have never never have um, yeah. and, and sometimes I'm like, I, question, I question what went on um, but I mean if, if they really really want me then they're going to get me somehow and they're going to make it work um that's always been my philosophy i'm not i never wanted to seem too desperate um and and i'm not saying contacting clients afterwards is being desperate but it's a sign of desperate um it's a sign of weakness um and and i'm sorry if if this comes across the wrong way so
0: basically Um, never show signs of weakness no no
1: not at all (laughs) no i'm totally (laughs) i'm just joking But I might show sign of weakness on the show at times but, <laughs> but uh, I'm yeah. just being honest um but this is this is my um this is my brand of of the, the way clients look at me of if if I'm available and if they really want me then they're going to they're going to try try to get me and that's all that's always been my philosophy of, of running my business and I think I'm I've been very successful that way and but hey that's me and people have other, other beliefs. And I, I don't, I, you know what? I'm going to say this. I don't like when I go shopping or if I go look for a car, yes. I don't, I don't want to be hounded down by a salesman asking me, Hey, what's going on? Uh, do you want to come back in and take a look at this car? And uh, I, I don't want to be, I, I don't like being treated. going to treat my clients that, that way
0: yeah and that's that's how it's how it's been for me too is like i treat my treat i want to be treat, i want to treat other people how i want to be treated you know and and now here's the thing um the guys are starting for talk the guys yeah, for- so, go ahead so go weird
1: ahead that, oh yeah i mean it's so weird that uh, that we feel this way and then other people feel it differently it's it's kind of interesting but go yeah, ahead th- i'm sorry
0: no, that's okay, but that's why I brought it up because I was listening to the show and I actually thought it was a great show. I actually want people right now to stop listening to this at some point and listen to their response too, because I actually totally agree with them, just from a completely different perspective, from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree that so basically what what their standpoint is is that absolutely you should be contacting people back, you know, like on a scheduled time frame. So like say three days later or five days later, but just at a time frame so that you know that you're in this routine of, of doing it. Um, and you're then that way you're getting the information back on, you know, as long as you're very personable when you do it and you say, and you basically say, you know, that, that, Hey, you know, how's it going? I just wanted to check in with you. I know things get very busy and I, and there is a reality to that, that clients do get busy and, and very often on, on that email there, If I don't hear back from the client, sometimes it'll be like four or five weeks and I will hear. I still will hear back from that client Mm -hmm. five weeks later. It'll be like, hey, you know, things got really busy. I'm really sorry. Thanks for your response. Can we schedule a consult? You know, but it might be five or six weeks later. But I would rather have the client decide that. And and so I don't, you know, I'm not sending out these emails. I'm not worried about sending out these emails. I don't have the time for it. Like I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like and the chances are, if that client doesn't book, somebody else will book me that wanted me more. You and know I was, what I mean? And I, I, and I would rather book with, with, yeah. I mean, I would rather book with that second client. You, you know what I mean? Like or, or I mean, they want you the, more. The, exactly. They they were the ones that that realized that that they should have gotten their button gear. You know what I mean? Like like to, to actually to to make it work, you know? And I'm not yeah. saying like I'm not trying to say this from like like a like the standpoint of, oh, you know, like I don't have to worry about it and blah blah blah. I sometimes I may lose a wedding or two doing this. And, but not that many. You, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and, and the thing and like I don't know man, like I would rather just treat other people how I want to be treated. I don't want to deal with it. I don't have the time for it. And I want to make sure that I'm working with people that absolutely love me and my work. And 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 if I'm pushing for them and and I'm just like another photographer that, um, you know, if I'm just another photographer where it was just a commodity and they could have gone to a B or C and gotten the same result. But because I'm the one who contacted them back, they decided on me. I'm I feel like I'm not going to get as good of a referral from them and that's just me personally that's how I feel and you know I'm bringing this up because it was just such a different contrast from from what they had had mentioned on their show and by the way I'm not trying to I hope I hope I, I different people have different perci- different perceptions of how they run their business and everything like that and that's totally fine and from that that perspective i totally get it i think it makes sense i agree yeah, with hopefully. them you yeah, know me too. um but in my business and the way that i run my business is totally not that way like at all like 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 in my in my world it's like your turn my turn your turn mm-hmm. my turn you know what i mean like i did what i was supposed to do now it's your turn to do what you were supposed to do because i don't have the time to babysit you you, you know mm-hmm. what i mean like 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 that's basically and i feel like it, in that sense i get clients that when i send off the wedding book You know or the the first version of the wedding book like my turn i send it off your turn you get it back i'm not gonna send you reminder emails and that kind of thing i'm not gonna hold your hand and you know i don't know i mean i will to some extent when i when i have to i realize you know that it's everybody's you know first wedding and we have to be that guiding hand for them and everything like that but at the same time it's like um it's 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 your turn now <laughs> you know what i mean like like i'm not i even tell my clients at my initial consult like i won't be contacting you following this meeting <laughs> just, i i literally like straight up tell them that i'm like i'm just telling you what i offer it's your you know either you got your, you're welcome to book today um okay. but if you um if you want to go home and talk about it that's totally fine with me if you decide that you want to book you know you can contact me i won't contact you from here and another thing that i mentioned too in regards to that is like you know Um, if somebody it's first come first serve and everything like that but I think feel like all that kind of interrelates and I just wanted to bring that up because it was a topic that I'm pretty passionate about at least Uh in terms of how I feel that that it's part of how I run my business you know it's like is also it's just like a time thing right so for for me I'm all about efficiency (laughs) in my business (laughs) and and that makes me less efficient you know to, to do that I feel like but it's also giving me less information from from the other perspective side. I'm getting I'm not getting the information back of who else they're going with and why they're going with and what I could be doing better in those situations. And I realize how it could feel, you know, important and I understand it. But the reality is that sometimes people just go for with different people for different reasons. Sometimes it goes in the other direction, sometimes it comes in my direction. Mm-hmm. Um that sorry, just a little rant that I that I felt like I needed to get out today. Is yeah. <laughs> that yeah. uh
1: And that's good. Uh, Earlier this year, we had an incredible meeting with with two clients, with a bread and groom. I mean, this meeting probably went on for about probably two, two and a half hours. It's just incredible. Everything just clicked. And they didn't and um and i saw their faces when they saw our prices and i kind of had a feeling that we were kind of out of their budget and time went on and my wife and i were talking we we're just like gosh i really want to contact those people just see what went on and these, and these guys they follow our facebook and stuff and they ended up going with another photographer and it, you know i did now i feel like it was the right it was the right decision not to contact were to contact them be like hey what's going on i i don't want them to say oh, we can't afford you that's just a it's just a weird situation for them to say you know you're out of budget um or it's a it's a weird situation for, for us to say or for them to tell us that oh we decided to go with such and such or another photographer i, I don't know it, it's just that's it's just a, an awkward situation sometimes
0: Alright everybody, uh, this is topic number two (laughs) after all that Uh, and this is just, I just want to talk about a situation that happened with me that could happen for you that kind of revolves around copyright and how to handle certain situations. So um, I get this uh, Facebook message from a past bride from a couple of years ago. And it says, are you cool with this? And she sends a letter.
1: Ooh, man. I don't like how the, where this is going.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's basically a uh, like a letter from or not a letter, but just a message like from somebody who wants to use an image, essentially. And okay. and it says, dear, blah, 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 blah. Hi there. I hope this finds you well. I promote tourism for such and such a county, blah, 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 blah. I'm working on this travel guide and I came across your wedding, this, this wonderful photo in this particular group, in this particular online Facebook group. Um, I wondered if you ever would ever consider allowing a nonprofit organization to use one of your photos to promote tourism in the area. And then it links to the actual thing. I'm not entirely sure where the photo was taken, but I want to see if we can use this for a section that we're using for destination weddings. Um, Oh gosh. Photo credit will be given to your photographer. (sighs) Um, Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. And if you're not interested, I certainly understand, but I wanted to ask as it's a beautiful photo and we would like to include it in our guide. Blah, 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 such and such a person, blah. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I just want to talk a little bit about this because it, it comes up quite a bit. First of all, there's the nonprofit thing that comes into play, right? And you're like, Oh, nonprofit. And then there's, (laughs) yeah. Well, so here, so here's what it comes down to. Like this photo that this, this past bride posted, um, and it was a same sex couple and it picked up like a lot of traction, like over a thousand likes in this, in this, uh, local group or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And Um, So a lot of people were seeing it and it, and they wanted to use it for their, for their travel guide, which is, which is fine. But they are basically saying like the credit thing. Um, Before I even get into the, before I even keep going, I want to mention another situation that, that will help listeners better understand why I responded the way that I did. Two years ago, three years ago, something like that uh Kleinfeld Bridal which is literally like the number 1 dress store in the world and here's the thing like I'm a I'm a wedding photographer but I'm also a guy in the sense that I didn't even <laughs> really know what Kleinfeld Bridal was until I had a <laughs> situation where they wanted to use one of my photos okay um, but Kleinfeld Bridal, if you don't know If you've ever seen the show Say Yes to the Dress um, This is like the number one uh, Bridal store in the world And it's featured in that, in the New York City store um, You know in the, in the show, in the re- re- reality TV show Say Yes to the Dress And it's, uh, you know, it's Kleinfeld Bridal It's basically the number one dress store in the world And I shot this wedding and it turns out that a bridesmaid was a marketing person for Kleinfeld bridal wanted to use one of my images, actually a few of my images on their homepage, on literally the homepage of Kleinfeld bridal. And so I get the, I got an email from them and it was the same kind of thing. Hey, we want to use your photos, blah, blah, blah. We'll give you credit. Um, some people listening out there especially the old school people might kill me right now um but i but i'm going to bring this up just for the point of saying it because i learned my lesson but i learned it the hard way okay mm-hmm. um kleinfeld bridal um they i was basically I was like oh my god how could i not have kleinfeld bridal use some of my images um because that would be amazing for my business. You know, the number one wedding dress store in the world has my photos and they did. They were up on their website for, for a year, like two of my photos. Like when you went to Kleinfeld bridal, my photos were just right there on the banner of their homepage, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And I got, I got absolutely nothing for that other than my name on the photos. You know what I mean? So, so I figured, okay, even if I pick up like two or three like New York City weddings, like if if there's and literally like if you look at the number of likes that Kleinfeld Bridal has on their website or on or even on their Facebook page, it's like millions, it's like thousands, millions or something like that. Hold on a second, I'm gonna do a quick search right now because I'm just like, it, it's it, yeah, it's like a lot of people. <laughs> it's um, Kleinfeld Bridal, you know, and these people have money you know what i'm saying like there's no oh yeah. uh, you know what i mean so like there's there's like okay there's maybe like 300 400 people you know what i mean that that like that their page or whatever but and it's not just just the likes or whatever it's it's literally like it's an institution you know um mm-hmm. so anyway the point is is that i figured i would at least get a few weddings from that from having my images on the homepage of climb for But I, I said you know you with usage you can use it as long as my name is up there nothing and I'll tell you after for a year of being up there with my name on it I can't say that I got one direct like nobody's going to climb even if it's climb barrel even if it's thousands of thousands of people that click on the site a day nobody's mm-hmm. searching out the photographer that took that particular shot it's just not happening I'll tell you it's not what? happening because I didn't get one inquiry from it over over a year <laughs> with it with it actually might even been a year and a half or something like that where where they were on the site you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that I learned the hard way
1: all right. Well, I bet it well, I mean, if if you were to take anything from it, I guess it's it serves as good bragging rights, maybe. Oh, um, thing saying, hey my images were used on Kleinfeld's website, kind of thing, Yeah, I but guess. you know what?
0: Those bragging rights are like are like end up being worth nothing. You know, like at the end <laughs> of the day, and so and so, you know, I, I am a member of ASMP, and, and I do do some commercial work and on commercial work, I do charge usage per image, and I do that whole thing. But like when it comes to weddings, it's like I like like everybody just folds. Like everybody just Mm -hmm. folds because it's a wedding image and there's thousands of them and you know what I mean? It's like it becomes and it brings it all down. But here's the thing, you know, for me that I've, that I've really realized like since that situation, like,
1: well, yeah, but hold on. Where were you at, you know, in your career at that time compared to now? Yeah,
0: I was still, I, it didn't do anything for me because then in my career I was booking 30 weddings a year now in my career i'm booking 30 weddings a year slightly more you know I'm, I'm charging more money but but it hasn't really but i didn't gain anything other than maybe a few brides thought it was cool and maybe i gained a few residual weddings from it that kind you of know. thing mm-hmm. do, do you know what I mean where it's just like oh like you know like i saw the blog post and whatever you know like maybe i booked an extra two or one or two brides but i still think probably not because like i was just talking before on that other issue i probably still would have booked that saturday wedding you know because yeah, yeah. if one one set one couple doesn't book probably another one will anyway here's the point um when it comes right down to it um for this kind of thing you have to decide like what is it first of all there's all these dynamics too like like the past bride i'm going back to the situation where i got this message now from you know this this, you know she wants to see her her photo in you know the county travel guide or whatever you know oh
1: yeah i'm sure i'm sure the bride wanted to see her photo on Kleinfeld's too
0: yeah yeah and and that's the thing it's like it's like this peer pressure thing to just like do it and be like oh okay exposure you know like Mm. great you know um but now you know i basically i can go through the rest of my messages but i basically had to redirect her to basically like no tell tell I'll, I'll just call him joe uh tell joe from county travel guide to contact me you know <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like first of all it, it always has been in my contract that that you know the copyright it's my copyright you have a you have a release in order to use that image but i still maintain copyright so that i can use these images and charge usage for commercial use essentially right. um And, you know, it just took me a good kick in the pants to, like, really kind of understand that. The sad thing is, is that many people won't have that Kleinfeld bridal experience to really know that that's not what you want to be doing, (laughs) you know? Um, So it's like, anyway, um, my new response, and I just want to, like, I I want to send back, like, what you actually should be doing in those kind of situations going forward. Because right now, to me, exposure, exposure in a county travel guide with my name on the image... I'll tell you right now, will do me no new business at all. Like, like, <laughs> in, like, just none. Like, it's worth absolutely, almost, it's worth so little to me that it almost means nothing. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you'll get that residual wedding, but it's like, at that point, it's like, I'm probably going to book a Saturday anyway. I don't want to drive out to your county. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just being negative about it now. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. but I just want to, at least for listeners, as you get this kind of question and this kind of thing comes up, Here's my new response to this kind of thing. And really, I'm still just kind of like testing the waters with it. You know, like it's like and I I put this in, you know, an ASMP group um, to basically say like, hey, I got this thing. Uh, What should I do? What should I charge? The ASMP people are great. You should be you should um, be looking this up. American Society of Media Photographers. Um, they're mostly commercial photographers that kind of thing they deal with this kind of stuff all the time with, with licensing images and uh, you should search one of those groups you should join them and kind of figure out what's going on or at least um, there's a lot of people that will be helpful with your questions so I posted to them they actually did the research for me and said hey this nonprofit county organization they dug up their tax records because they're a non organization they and and that means that they're out there they show me their, their taxes guess how much the nonprofit made you know what I mean or how much the non-profit brought in, <laughs> close to a million bucks, you know, was, was what, was what they grossed, you know, on a yearly basis. So if they're grossing 1 million, um, and, and also the other thing too, is that an NPO a nonprofit organization doesn't always equal, um, it really doesn't always equal charity. You know, they're right. still getting a salary. You know, the people that are, that are writing, they're still getting a salary. Everybody's getting a salary except the people that are, you know, with the creative energy that, that actually, puts the thing out there you know they also
1: have budgets too for advertising
0: exactly exactly so maybe you should you know if if they they are budgeting then you should be charging for that or if they're not budgeting you know it's also a game too and you have to kind of realize that that when you deal with this with usage you get into a negotiation game that kind of goes back and forth Um, Mm -hmm. so of course you're going to try and negotiate to not charge anything you know and who knows if i would have done the right thing with kleinfeld they do have a budget i should have been i should have stood my ground and you know maybe i wouldn't they wouldn't have used the photos but really now that i know what i know it wouldn't have mattered would it you know what i mean like like they really wanted to use them and in this case I think these, you know, this travel guide really kind of got attached to this image because it was in that group. It got a thousand likes and, and they were, they probably see how they're going to use it already. And that's why they've been contacting me about it. You know,
1: just on a, just, just on a little question for you, um, for, for this bride who is in Kleinfelds, do you know of, if she sent you any referrals?
0: Uh, or, the, no. or the
1: or the bridesmaid who, who worked at Kleinfeld. Yeah, yeah. I want to say
0: like not directly. You know, like mm-hmm. the, like they've. You know, I still am in touch loosely. You know, the way Facebook and social media isn't is everything like that. But
1: because the reason I mean the, the reason why I ask is let's say if you were let's say if you did ch- want to charge uh, Kleinfeld for them and then and then they turned you down, that could have m- made you look bad in front of yeah. the not only the. The bridesmaid who works for kleinsfeld but also the bride as well and she, she could have been very very upset that you didn't let them use your image yes which is yes. understandable from a photographer point of view but as a bride who's i mean that's that's like the ultimate dream for a bride um you know yes. that, that could that could have looked really totally bad,
0: totally, you know? and that's why i felt the peer pressure to just do it because i was mm-hmm. like how could i you know you know to get my name up there it's like that's huge you know. And I felt a lot of that peer pressure with the Kleinfeld thing because the bride knew about it and really wanted her photo up there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, and then that's tough
1: when the brides know. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, um. So basically, here's my new response to this kind of thing. First of all, the the current bride that I had, I basically had to redirect her. I was like, date. You know, this dude's got to contact me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how it works. You know. So, so he ended up contacting me, and my response to this kind of thing. No, if I can. Find it is. Give me one second here. Okay, um, so my new response to this kind of thing now is basically this. I said hi, blah blah, blah blah blah. Thanks so much for your kind comment and interest in my work. I'll always stay positive, people. Um, <laughs> and my fee for commercial use by a regional NPO would be a discounted rate of blah blah blah. Okay, um, which should be included and and which would include the following usage license and by the way it's it's a certain amount of money per image mm-hmm. and what that what that number is is really going to vary um you know and to be honest my even the number that i threw out for this was lower but i feel like man i i got you gotta charge i gotta charge something like i'm not just doing this for nothing because it's not worth anything to me you, you know sure. like it, it's just not So um, I said my fee for commercial usage by regional MPO would be a discounted rate of blah, blah, blah per image, which would include the following um, usage license duration, five years, region, exclusivity, media. And then you put in all your categories. If you're unfamiliar of how to do this, of how to write a license, go to ASMP um, um, and basically uh, look up what they talk about, you know, like writing the license and why you would another good resource for this stuff. And i you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I won't get too into this, this episode. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. try try and finish up the topic because I'm going pretty long on it. But very soon, if not next episode, of the next couple episodes, we're going to have somebody that really knows their stuff about copyright on. And we will talk about some more of the details of how to do this, how to write a license um, in particular. But uh, just to finish, up, finish this up, um, you know, I put in what the usage license would be, um, what it would be for, what the quantity is, you know, all that good stuff. And then for reference, um, I basically said the bride's name mentioned that you might be interested in these image. Um, Please feel free to let me know if you have any questions. If you're interested in using them, just let me know the image numbers and I'll shoot you an invoice and get them turned around to you full resolution ASAP. Thanks. So my fee is basically is is the new response, (laughs) 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 You you know, like like because. If, and here's and here's another way because I know a lot of wedding photographers in particular want to just like give it and not care because I was one of them and still kind of am one of them you know to some mm-hmm. extent mm-hmm. but um but the thing is is like if a bride or if like a bride's mother like purchased a photo like like a twenty by thirty photo that would cost money like through my website why the hell for this business that makes a lot more money than mom do, do you know what I mean like why wouldn't I be at least charging that amount of money for, you know, the number of eyeballs that are going to lay their eyes on this image that is going to sell them tourism. You, do you know what I all mean? Right. Yep. And even though it's an NPO, it's actually just kind of like a shell for a lot of commercial interests in that area that are spending money into that organization, you know? So you have mm-hmm. to think about all that stuff. And then that's why it gets so complex and so crazy. But um, somebody that will be able to talk better about this than I, um, that, that is... A member of asmp and everything like that um i will have on uh the show very shortly in the next couple episodes we'll have them on yeah so i hope that that. was uh that was somewhat informational because those things are like there's such a pain to deal with that and it throws us off our game every time that stuff comes up because we don't deal with it as much as commercial people do Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah man so good
1: stuff good stuff
0: (laughs) yeah um uh that said man i think um we're just gonna go into pics of the show and um, since I've been doing so much talking, <laughs> Neil, can you give us uh, your pick of the show? What do you got, man?
1: Sure. As uh, as I'm packing up and getting ready for a destination wedding, my pick of the show is a Western Digital Passport little hard drive. It's not like a full-end hard drive where you got to plug in into the wall. It's just a little one, uh, USB. Um, I think I have a 100-gig uh, hard drive, so all i got to do is back up my hard drive. Um, or back up all the images that I take on location Um, so it's backed up on a third location Um, I have two SD's in each camera and then they all go onto that uh, passport so everything's backed up three times Uh, and I think that's uh, that's a fair amount for a destination wedding until I get back home so I can back up some more so that's that's my pick, it's nice and small portable, um, USB you don't need power so it's good stuff so that's my pick of the week
0: Excellent. And uh, uh my picture to show is just a labeler. And it's just basically label your crap, people. You know, like <laughs> label everything. Like label, label, label. Because like I label my lenses, I label my bodies, I label my batteries. Why do I label uh, my uh, batteries?
1: I was just gonna ask you if you label batteries.
0: Absolutely. So like when I buy my batteries, I label them the month and year that I bought them, and then like if they're like A, B, or C and I always group them in pairs of fours. So you know, because they always get used in pairs of fours, whether they're in a flash or, you know, whatever I'm using, most of my devices use them in, in pairs of fours. So if you if you if they stick together by year, then, you know, like, oh, these batteries are two years old. It's time to get rid of them or these batteries mm-hmm. are, you know, three or four years old because sometimes I'll push it to three years um, um, but at least I know what year they've been around, and then when they start to fail, then I can just be like, I can just kill the whole batch. But but mixing them up and not being sure, especially when you're recharging these batteries. And by the way, you should be using Analoops, people. Um, if you don't know that, if you're a photographer, <laughs> Sanyo Analoops. Um, uh, but but that that's my pick. My actual pick, though, is just the is just the labeler. Label everything because stuff gets lost and. Uh, and you know especially with lenses and everything like that at least put your name on there so people can google your name you know if you lose a lens i've we, we get so involved in shooting you know that we don't even know what our, our ass from our elbow half of the time you know <laughs> um that label you know, if you lose a lens you'd rather have your name on it than not and uh, so label your crap that's that's my pick of the show cool cool yeah And uh, that said, uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been episode number 23 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Uh, Go to iTunes, leave us a review, subscribe, info at weddingphotographersunite.com, right in. And Neil, where can people follow you?
1: Neil Urban, uh, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and,
0: please and you do. You can follow, you follow me. Uh, my name is Andy Buscemi, B U S C E M I. You can Google me and all my social media will come up. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been episode number 24. Have a good couple weeks and we'll see 23, you
1: 23. 23.
0: 23. What did I say?
1: <laughs> 24.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking episode 24. I mean 23. Yes, thanks for join us,
1: join us next time on 24.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks, everybody. You guys have a good one. Bye. Invite.